Hello and welcome back to Mind the Millennial Gap podcast. My name is Chris and I'm an elder millennial. And my name is Jillian and I'm a younger millennial. And together we chat about topics from our different viewpoints across the millennial spectrum. Yay. Hey, JH, how you been since last time? Oh, you know, so good. How have you been? Uh, just busy. That's kind of getting into our topic today. But oh. uh, first, I just wanted to, I feel like this is almost a uh, token at this point, but thank you everyone who's listening. Truly, thank you. Um, never thought we'd have people listen to what we just naturally did, Jillian and I, which kind of segues into like the thought of why we even started this or what we were trying to accomplish. And so when Jillian and I would sit and just chat organically about anything, truly it was uh, because of uh, our age gap, maybe we hadn't experienced certain things uh, in our unique lives before uh, Jillian and I spent a lot of time together. And so today's topic, I'm, I'm wondering if we actually get that I sit on one side, you might sit on the other side. I'm super curious. Chris has not told me what the topic is this week, and I've been just on pins and needles waiting to find out what it is. So stoked for today. So to delay it a little bit, anything oh no. to say? Anything else before we dive in? <laughs> nope, nothing else. Okay. If I say the words hustle culture, what is your reaction? <laughs> Girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. <laughs> I need more. I have no clue. <laughs> Trapper keeper backpack. I'm like, I had no clue what that reaction was. Um, well, that is from the TikToks, but. Oh, yeah. Well, that shows. It's, you know, you know, girl boss culture where like female empowerment is a very important and valid topic, but there was almost a, a girl boss to write wing conservatism pipeline um that was going on for a little bit where it kind of turned from a female empowerment to toxic we're gonna give you the pretty things and you don't actually have any of the responsibilities but you're gonna like treat other women pretty badly because you think you're a girl boss and not actually empower feminine so that's what hustle culture reminds me of is like i don't know not great things <laughs> Wow, I missed that entire stanza of society, apparently. <laughs> yeah, today I wanted to talk about hustle culture. And like, what do we agree with it? Do we wholeheartedly buy into it? Do we defiantly uh, oppose it? Like, where, where do we sit hustle culture wise? Do we even know what hustle culture is? Should we start there? Yeah, let's start like, there. What, what would you, how would you define hustle culture, Jillian? Oh man, I, this is, this is great. I don't know how I define hustle culture. Probably like to me, it feels of working to your detriment in order to get ahead. I don't know. Is that kind of what lines up for you? I think it could be a lot of things. There, there seems to be me looking through it. It seems to be just almost a brand that, that people get to pick up and wave around Mm. more than likely after they're successful. Mm. Um, and so like the big, big proponents of hustle culture are going to be like your Gary V's for, for anyone who doesn't know Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk uh, is, I, I guess, what would you call him? Uh, a business personality. Um, 
very loud, very in your face, um, found success helping his dad's wine business accept the value of the internet early, early on. And so he actually helped grow his dad's already successful uh, spirit and wine business online. He, he essentially made YouTube videos and reviewed his own dad's product. And that drove that uh, company uh, to double, if not more. And then he essentially just took that and continued down a road of, oh, I'll make an entertainment business. I'll make a media business. I'll make a, this business. And it's a very in your face. And I think he... He obviously probably makes tons of money off of all of his revenues, but like you would know him most from, I don't frequent TikTok often, but I imagine he's got to be on TikTok, but Instagram, the Not internet, on my for you page. YouTube, uh, he, he's really there. People ask him questions and he kind of gives abrasive, like just go do it answers, mm-hmm. right? So what do you, you know, Gary, right? Yeah, I do know Gary only mostly because I followed his personal trainer on Instagram for a long time. And I had to unfollow him because he started bringing Gary on more. And I was like, I cannot, I cannot handle it. Um, to me, Gary V is kind of maybe part of the problem I see in hustle cultural boss. Well, wait for culture. it. Cause I'll either pile on with more problems or I might present you someone that you think is um, different but okay. keep going is like the non um, I'm trying to think of the words like, nobody acknowledging their privilege and saying everyone has the same opportunities as I do to to have success and while that one Instagram little meme is true. We all do have the same numbers in the day as Beyonce or hours in the day as Beyonce. We don't have um, personal trainers, anything like that, right? Like babysitters, people at our disposal. There are things that some people have that access to that um, I think help succeed a little bit harder. And so hustle culture without the acknowledgement of privilege, I think is kind of unfair. So let me, let me present you a different scenario um elon musk is often put on a pedestal and while he's not as in your face with the hustle culture brand Mm -hmm. many 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 people idolize that man for not sleeping right uh working until the body's exhausted uh examples of him sleeping on the tesla uh line like sleeping on the floor in the factory uh, have been stories there. And so Elon, I think, had a little bit of privilege in South Africa. Um, But I don't know how much of that he took with him when he came here and he essentially built PayPal or he built the underlying technology that PayPal bought out from underneath him. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people don't see the PayPal as much as they see the the Tesla, because that's maybe more where his passion has been, right? Interesting. But what what do you think about Elon and indirect hustle culture? Are we talking about like the visuals of sleeping on the line and kind of work until you're exhausted? Yeah. What, or? Why why do people latch on to that? I honestly have no idea. I I don't. I don't think this is a topic that I personally connect on very well. Yeah, so. that's why I chose yeah. it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I'm anti. Jillian, yes. for, for everyone out there. Yes. 
Where do you sit? I absolutely do not hustle. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hustle in me. What does that look like? <laughs> so for those of you who have been anywhere on the internet for the past little bit, like you've seen probably the conversation come up about quiet quitting where people are a little upset, like employers are saying, well, they're just not working hard to get ahead and not going above and beyond their jobs. They're just kind of showing up what they get, showing up for the job that they're doing and leaving. And I think this made a lot of people mad. It, it really made me mad too, because like, that's the point of a job. I think like there are people that are super driven and like really want to succeed and are always looking for that next thing. And that is amazing. But to put that value on everyone, it's just not inside of everyone. It's not inside of me. I am, I don't like being super busy. I don't go above and beyond. (laughs) I am very much here to do the thing and then cuddle up in my blanket. (laughs) Sorry, Jillian's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know I have this podcast yet. <laughs> Fair enough. When when I got thinking through it, um, I think a lot of it being an older millennial, that drive and that that identity with like what you do for an occupation, yeah. sits in a lot deeper, yeah. than when you go down. Uh, to the younger side of the millennial spectrum and definitely into to Gen Z. Because whether it's painted like very detailed for you or not, it's like, okay, cool. You know, finish compulsory school, high school mm-hmm. here in America. And it's like, go and figure out what you want to be like when yeah. you grow up and everyone wants to be super successful. Like what does success look to a lot of look like to a lot of people it looks like having things and having uh liquidity and money so that decisions aren't ever blocked right and so i think that's what a lot of it's been provided and then the internet has done nothing but just make that 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 speaker a lot louder at uh people who may or may not have experienced uh, a ton of life yet right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so and then you compound that with the internet illustrating and showing people like overnight success yeah potentially is an option and then you have uh maybe occupations or lines of work that if you just go and give hours you know just don't have a life give hours and hours of your time potentially you can go make partner you can come become some title and there will be what would people could consider life-changing money happen before like a retirement age, right? Maybe. Again, I'm, I'm setting it all <laughs> up, right? A lot of it, if you are not a C-level shareholder in a company, right? Um, if you're not in a position to actually have a, a, a K-1 tax form sent to you. I know that might be a little too de- delicate. Like if you're truly not equity holder of the company and don't benefit from the true growth of the company, now now you're in a place where you're, you're kind of at the mercy of what they l- allow a career to look like. Uh, you're at the mercy of them making career ladders. Um, the higher you rise up, in corporate America, that is, 
the less and less spots there are <laughs> for, for that next like rung up the ladder job. And so it just, it looks a little bit differently. So that's kind of why I wanted to like juxtapose was, Hey, working hard, very American, uh, right or wrong, very American, right? We're very hardworking community Define whatever hardworking is. We take the least amount of vacation, probably to our own detriment to your point, Cheech. And so it's just kind of like, is that rewarded, right? Is working hard the, the trophy we, we all want? And does working hard actually line up to the outcomes that we sometimes see in front of us? And so that's kind of what I wanted to get at, knowing that you're a, le- for, for the record, Jillian is not an non-hustler. Um, she would definitely hustle at things that she's inspired by. And I do show up and do exactly what I, I am hired for. I right. am a good employee, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, going going into going into the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. You you worked hard. There there's a point to where it's like I figured out that working hard was not the answer in this spot in this job. It right? was actually you, ironically, <laughs> that taught me that working hard gets you nowhere sometimes. And do you want me to tell the story? Sure. I okay. think I may have forgotten this okay. one. So my very first, well, second oh, job out of college. Just poisoning your mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> second job out of college. Um, it's where Chris and I met and it was, it was a great job. It was, I like really enjoyed the work. I really enjoyed the people. I really enjoyed the company. Um, what I didn't enjoy was how much I was getting paid. And I worked really, really hard. I was the juniorest member on the team and like worked my butt off, worked so many hours, took on so many extra projects in order to prove that I earned my title um, and earned the, the pay that should have gone along with my title. Worked so long and finally Chris was just like, they don't pay you to do these extra things and they, they didn't end up paying me more. Um, and so f- that kind of, that, that kind of started me off on my like, nope, I am just, <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Thank you, Marshawn. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I think I was conveying some of my already realized like life lessons there. Um, I've I've done big companies, I've done startups, and every single time it's it depends. So so this is where I this is where I sit. I think hustle culture, when applied correctly, and when there's like a roadmap and a relatively unblocked outcome in sight. Yeah. Work, working harder, working smart and harder and longer sometimes is the formula there. Right. But I, I've been in buildings like this is almost embarrassing. I've been in buildings. I can tell you when the lights automatically turn off and where you got to go walk to get them to turn (laughs) back on at 10 o'clock at night, at midnight, at two in the morning, at four in the morning, because I was there doing work because of deadline or because some unknown thing had happened. Never another share of equity. Never yeah. another dollar of compensation. Yeah. An attaboy at best. Pat right? on the back and no thanks for doing this. We yeah, really and it's like, you. now we know that you can do it, so we'll keep coming and knocking <laughs> on your door, yeah. right? And so it's like, miss, I, I think that's where, where I find myself. It's like, correctly applied hustle culture with like 
known milestones, relatively known outcomes. Mm-hmm. I can really kind of get behind that like rise and grind and like mm-hmm. all of this propaganda of the brand. Yeah. More than I can. Oh, I didn't get it this time. I didn't get what I wanted this time. I'll just work harder. I'll show them. Because to your point, Gigi, it, it, it comes down to, well, people just aren't working hard. The the quiet... I think the quiet quitting thing is a made up thing just to make some news. <laughs> I really think it's just made up made up <laughs> words and it's not unique to this generation, the next one or the 10 before it, right? How many people have clocked in? How many I've worked blue blue collar jobs. How many people are on their 15 minute break and tell you to f off because that's their 15 minutes and there's no way you're going to steal a second of it for them right and so quiet quitting is not a new phenomenon it, it, yeah. it's a it's a new phrase right but it's like how how do people find the right way to apply that hustle right thinking about it it almost feels like if there is like there's other places outside of like a workplace where you can hustle right like you hustle really hard in the gym. I hustle medium hard in the gym, but that's because we know what outputs we're going to get. Right. Like it's, it's almost formulaic and it, it, it just makes sense. Right. You put in hard work, you're going to see results. Um, and I think that doesn't always apply when like there are other factors kind of beyond your control. So like the workplace, like you said, it's sometimes up to, whoever your manager ever is, whatever the culture of the place that you're in, um, whether or not that input equals the output that you desire. And it's not going to be standard across companies, people, managers, days, seasons, quarters, anything. Because yeah. let's be real. When you, when you look at it just on paper, someone that works super stinking hard to try to accomplish something for a certain amount of pay versus maybe I don't even like saying the word quiet quitter, but someone who's just showing up to, to do their job, their role. They're maybe not as inspired. Uh, don't have all of the drive. An employer would take the person that is producing more output every single time for the same pay. But those are the people that most often find themselves getting used and not Mm -hmm. getting the reward. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that reward is. Like it could be a it could be a number of things in, in the job market, right? Right. And I think a lot of that is why our generation and Gen Z, especially towards the, the, the younger side of the generation, has no problem hopping around to find the to find the job that will give them fulfillment, maybe inspiration if you're lucky enough. I don't know if every job is qualified to give inspiration, right? And to have some roadmap or understanding of like career growth or like expectations of additional like compensation growth, yeah. uh, vacation growth, what whatever it is that that's within their benefits package, right? Right. But um, many when I was reading many millennials, and it was kind of not unique to millennials. I can't even like parse out the data enough. Just a ton of people are done. Mm-hmm. A ton of people are burnt out. And a ton of people are actually finding that work from home, if they still get to do remote work or that they had the taste of remote work when the world shut down 
uh, two plus years ago, really find a lot of efficiencies in their life. Yeah. Right. It's changed everything. Working remote has been, I think, huge for so many people in so many ways. Time, mental health, the ability to like manage your life and not just be exhausted by work when you come home. So do you find any positives in that brand hustle culture? No. I, okay, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. Who, whomst amongst us does not have a little tear in their eye when they see someone like an inspirational, like kind of underdog story, right? So when it's a true hustle culture, like those things can be really inspiring. Maybe, maybe not inspiring in the way of like, oh, I'm going to wake up and do that. But like inspiring of the like, wow, human beings are amazing. So in that, I do, I do see value in that as far as kind of the furthering of capitalism through hustle culture, absolutely not. Not here for it. <laughs> Would like to go to a barter system. So that's it. Why is it that you think that only people who have quote unquote made it yeah. are the ones that are allowed to like propagate the brand? Yeah, Cause no one wants to see a work in progress. I don't think, right? Like that's, that's all of us. <laughs> We all, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I, when it when it comes to pop culture, I am not tuned in. Like there, there's no faking that I know a little bit of stuff. Um, but it wasn't that long ago that Kim Kardashian had the wrath of the internet come on her for some quote around hustle culture adjacent language that she posted. Nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah. Miss K, love Kim, did not appreciate that. Um, and I think, again, that's somebody looking, somebody with a lot of privilege who truly, she truly has worked really hard. Like she's alert. That's not easy. She's done a lot of not easy things in her life. Um, but to look at what somebody would have had to do to be a lawyer without her nannies, without full time childcare, without probably tutors. Like whatever helped her get to the goal. Without that monster of student debt standing exactly, in the shadows, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. Like, I, I didn't think that was kind or fair to say. <laughs> Definitely not inspiring. Where do, you th- where do you think hustle culture might find a positive place in your purview? Um, like th- this, what we do here weekly. Yeah doesn't take all of our time this is not a full-time job but it definitely consumes hours that are not during our regular work day yeah yeah no and maybe that's it maybe so uh, I am deep onto small like small business TikTok where these like wonderful people are creating this like art whether it's music or um like I've, I'm on a lot of resin pour TikTok currently. Um, and it's just, it's small businesses and people kind of outside their working hours or as a full-time job are doing this and making it work and like stretching and being creative. And usually it comes with the story of like, I didn't know like I could do this. I'm so much happier now. So like when people are hustling and truly finding intrinsic value in what they're doing and it's helping them like feel more fulfilled as a person, like really be able to shine or to escape like corporate world business not made for everyone if somebody needs to work by themselves 
and they are able to do it for that. That's so inspiring. That's amazing. Yeah, I think what the pandemic did, and I think this maybe dovetails into the episode we did around careers just generally, is our careers sometimes take us a path where the winds blow, right? I think sometimes doors open that are economically awesome for us in our careers, and it's very difficult decision to not walk through some of those doors uh, vice versa. Some doors just never open, no matter how hard you try to like knock, be polite, ring the doorbell, barge the door down, bring the SWAT <laughs> team, like uh, whatever it is. And I, um, a lot of people, the, the burnout isn't necessarily around the workload as much as it is around the almost the sentencing of decades of it's not going to get any different yeah. than this. Yes. That definitely resonates. And I know people that are like, you know what? It's more school. That's, that's where I miss. That's the unlock. Right. And they go and get a graduate degree. If, if they stay in the same like line ish of work, they go again to graduate degree and, find that maybe that key isn't uh, the key that opens any of the doors that they wanted to go through. And now they just put a lot, they put some hustle time and money towards getting a graduate degree to potentially get somewhere and it doesn't do anything else for them either. And so it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of interesting to watch the, the burnout is around work as much as it around like the want for, for more yeah. And is that is that misplaced in our is that misplaced in our minds? Are we are we not measuring our work, our value, our outputs as uh, many of us find ourselves as contributors uh, in in a company? Are, are we misplacing that, or are we just eager to have more freedoms? Are we eager to not be limited? Like, wh- what do you think that is in your head? Oh man, I think that like kind of as as younger millennials gen z everyone is we've talked a lot about like individuality right and everyone sees like doesn't see themselves so much as a cog in the machine as you're your own entire machine um and i wonder if that has something to do with it like as we're feeling more like that doesn't sit right with me is it harder then as like a collective a collective generation to like find ourselves um, working in the same ways in the, as our parents did, as their parents did, when really so much has changed around it. Environmentally, in the workplace, everything. And Every time I try to like compare millennial outcomes to any other generation, it always comes back to the internet changed everything. It did. And I also think a bigger understanding of mental health has changed a lot of things too. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Take our own mental health uh, quite seriously as well. We think it is a very, very valuable component of what makes up a, a person. And so if your mental health is, is unwell, uh, please Please, there are so many resources. The advent of the internet there again has made it so uh, easy to go find resources and uh, someone that can can help. 
uh, kind of put things in place. And I think uh, one of one of our future episodes is definitely going to be a, a mental health episode. Uh, we'll, we'll try to line up a guest there is kind of where our thoughts are. But yeah, between information and acknowledging that um, mental unwellness is just not an acceptable outcome yeah. in, in millennial reality, yeah. really kind of changes and pivoted pivots the the ideas thought processes and outcomes of this generation from previous ones is kind of where i think i totally agree with you absolutely right i mean are are we are we coping incorrectly with mental health like other generations i think so um if if you look at statistics that came out this week from last year um uh, american mortality fell in uh, age again, and the three major reasons were um, essentially contributed to, to coping uh, with uh, stress, anxiety, other outcomes. So I think obesity uh, is a leading indicator to heart disease, which was uh, a major contributor to that that uh, reduction of life expectancy. Uh, liver disease uh, that. that I mean, it's very difficult to not associate that with uh, alcohol to an excessive level. And then um, suicides, whether those were choice or whether those might be overdose in, in nature, right? And so it's like we as a community, uh, as, as Americans generally, definitely have some things to figure out <laughs> with coping with the community that we, that we have built. But I think a lot of people are much, much more aware of, of their mental health now more than ever has been the, mm-hmm. the stance before. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, does this whole hustle culture just put another rock in the wheelbarrow for people? I think so. It's another unrealistic expectation that as Americans you're expected to live up to is work, work harder, work more, really, really push yourself. And that's just like, we're seeing countries move to four four day work weeks and finding just as much um, productivity in that. And like, people are tired, people are burnt out. People will will work hard, but you have to care for people above production. I know. I read they were saying that younger technologists, so those who you know work in technology in China that are native uh, there in China, they're also finding. There, um, it's called nine, was it nine to six is what it's called. And so it's six days, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Oh. is the work timeline that they set for those expectations. And it's like, I can, I can understand China's doing everything it can to pull itself out of second world and into first world prominence, right? They, you look over the last 10 years, they've done some amazing things. Now, don't get me wrong. I won't lose sight of some of the things that are not good over there. But as as a whole country and as an economy, they've they've done some amazing things in a short period of time. Um, but even that is getting to to the people in their community. They're like, this is just. I mean, we we'd rather because they used to be an agrarian society, right? They're like, man, we. I think we'd much rather let the sun tell us not to work anymore yeah. <laughs> at this point, right? Yeah. But. I don't know. For, for, for me, I can actually see some positives. Um, I'm very analytical and I like to 
to know a lot of the risk before I do anything. And so that hustle culture, like that, just, just go do it. Comment. Is that the catalyst that helps someone take a great idea that has no action behind it into like reality? Right. And so I can, I can really see some merits of hustle culture, but I can see how when they're misplaced, uh, it could be detrimental to someone for sure. I think you're a great example of like a positive of always thinking ahead. Like you care very much about, um, you always have an idea. Like if it's this podcast, a, just a bunch of other things, I'm not going to say on here, but you, like you always have a great idea of how to do more, how to get further, all of these things. And I think like I have I haven't seen it impact you internally like sometimes you like it when it's in your control like that is your preferred method of continuing um, a life path rather than giving the control outside yeah I think as an older millennial I'm not immune to wanting what success looks like I mean I'd I'd love to wake up in the morning and be like oh I wonder what I'm going to do today after I have this, this drink and sit and sit outside and just kind of wake up for the day. Um, when everyone has ever asked me, they're like, well, what's your dream job? I always tell them retirement and they just get, <laughs> they don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> and I was like, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to be not compelled to work. I'd love to choose to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when it comes down to that it's like, well, cool. What, what are you, what are you going to do? Right. And I think a lot of our gen, the, the, again, the concept of side hustle, um, previous generations, it's really just called a part-time job. Everyone <laughs> like it, it's forever been a part-time job. Side hustle is just a cool way to say it, but there, there's so many ways to go generate some additional income. Um, there are so many days, there are so many hours in the day to apl- apply and put concentration towards some effort. Um, it's just a choice, right? You have to choose what that balance is and you have to choose does the cost of my time, the cost of whatever, maybe money or anything else, is it worth kind of the outcome that you're driving to Mm -hmm. if you're going to apply that hustle, right? What are your trade-offs there? Yeah, exactly right. Because as much as Jillian says she's not a hustler, everyone, uh, she, she has goals and she has some dreams too that will take hustle. Like there, there's no way around that. They, they won't come get off the ground unless some correct application of hustle is there. Right. Yes. <laughs> Reluctant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you could make the correct slogan, not hustle culture, what, what would it be? Take what, care of yourself culture. Take care of yourself culture. Yeah. What in the world is that? Find what works for you and let's all work together to take care of each other better and open more pathways for people to succeed rather than just kind of the graduate high school, go to college, find a career, spend the rest of your days there, retire, take a four-wheeling trip. So would you be a proponent for people to be like, you know what, I, having had many jobs at many companies, this is the one that fits my balance Yeah. correctly. Yeah, I think balance cannot be understated 
when choosing a career to me, right? That's, that's something I hugely look for is I want something that I can leave at five and I can mentally and physically leave it at five. That's super important to me. Is that, is that everyone's like MO? Is that something that everyone wants? Probably not. Um, but yeah, finding a balance I think is huge and, and yeah. I was having a discussion with one of my friends this week. Uh, they they find themselves a little bit stuck, right? And when it comes to to being stuck, it's like what what is that? Um, and I think we concluded that there there's a lot of drive inside of this person, uh, and there's nowhere for that drive to go in the current circumstance of of the the company that they work at. And so I'm like, Where, where's that, you know, in our discussion, yeah. I was like, where's, where's that drive coming from? And like, quite honestly, like a majority of it was coming from the ego. Right. Oh, um, that is interesting. Yeah. That's an right. Interesting observation. It, th- this person's put a lot of time into yeah. their career. They, they have become very, very good at what they do. Yeah. And now they don't feel like there's a place to go and apply that. No. And ego is not like a, bad thing just to clarify we don't believe ego is a bad thing at all we think just it's something you build to protect yourself and to like show your value yeah absolutely so in in talking this person uh the 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 ego definitely wants more it wants more title it wants more sway it wants more everything but when the ego was separated in the conversation was like you know what i like the people i work with yeah the work i do doesn't consume me like everyone has uh things that they could call out as I don't like this at work but for the most part this person's pretty happy it's just the the concept of there not being much runway is yeah. is just so so heavy installing to them yep. right and I think that I think that falls into the burnout feeling for for many people that are working in corporate America despite despite the generation yeah. right but I think the younger and younger you get into the workforce, the more expectations the workforce actually has, right? Yes. Yep. What What is that? So I'm I'm definitely not younger in the workforce, but like where where does that come from? What is that, Jillian? Do you have any perspective? I I think I wonder if it's kind of that like you need to earn it type thing, and maybe that's just coming from personal bias but the feeling of like okay well we're gonna trust you to do this thing especially if you have older colleagues in a job um looking at that and being like okay you you gotta do this you gotta work really hard to prove that you know how to do this that you're good at this otherwise like it just makes you scratch your head a little bit it's like but but you you hired me you you thought i was qualified enough you believed in me to do this job from (laughs) from one or two conversations across a handful of people like why is there earn it after i'm (laughs) i'm here right yep but i think i think that that used to exist in a lot of the um traditional like career paths for sure right um, I think a lot of people don't understand the like apprenticeships and journeymen and the things that happen maybe in the trades a little bit as a career progression kind of existed outside of the trades there for a time, right? Um, think of 
the Christmas Carol, right? When you sit there and think of Scrooge, he was an accountant, right? Maybe not the most exciting work, but he was a partner at a at an accounting firm, I guess is how you would depict that. And poor Bob Cratchit was just the clerk, forever the clerk. Do you think he was ever given an opportunity to like buy in or become like junior partner or anything like that? Nah, they're just waiting for him to die. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that that it w- used to be out of sorts at some point in the past. Also, that set my frame of reference for accountants for my entire life. And it wasn't until three years ago that I was like, oh, this is actually what accounting is. Thank you to our producer. What was accounting before you had the aha moment? I'm willing to derail this whole episode. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I was like, you know, there's like doctor, lawyer, accountant. That's how it went in my head. <laughs> and they did what? I don't know. <laughs> Ran businesses. That's kind of what I, <laughs> that's kind of what I thought they accounted for things. <laughs> they account for a business. I yeah. like it. Shout yeah. out to all the accountants out we there. We love accountants. Public and corporate. Good for you so, all. So <laughs> any kind of accountant you want to be. You're a cat accountant. Awesome. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but I, I would just, I would encourage people to to just take a look. I think one of my uh, one of my mentors. I've unfortunately lost touch with this person, but I enjoyed them uh, quite a bit. Um, taught taught me a little bit of a method to to take a look at your career on an annual basis, right? And so for me, around uh, the Christmas holiday time, you just take a look. It's really like, okay, cool. What what all did we do this year? Are we going down the right path? Do I have expectations that that I need to figure out? And like, what is it to get to that expectation? Is it more time for me? Is it more knowledge in the form of, I don't know, education, certifications, things like that for me? Um, or is it that I need something that isn't available at this company? Should I go look and see if it's available somewhere else? And so every single year, I do this and not every single year it means moving companies or trying to pivot out of what I do for a role into something adjacent like that. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Things are pretty dang good. I'll like, I'll take a look at this later. See ya. Right. But yeah, I would encourage everyone just like whether it's that's career, right? But outside (laughs) of career, this can be applied. Yeah. It's, I think, yeah. Um, that's cool. It's kind of like a one year contract with yourself to see what things are going, but really committing yourself for a year too, to saying, okay, well I've said I'm going to do this for a year. Definitely circumstances where like, it's okay to break contracts. Um, but outside of work too. Yeah. We, um, yeah. So I had a therapist recommend that I evaluate my like romantic and friendship relationships on a monthly basis. So I had time stuck into my calendar (laughs) It was like the 26th of every month where I would sit and be like, okay, are things going well? Do I want to keep doing this? Do I not want to keep doing this? And I thought that was really helpful too. So yeah, I think regular self-evaluation is super important. Keeps you on track, keeps you true to yourself and you don't get, you, you have less opportunity to like wander away from what makes you good. If you were to give anyone advice, just generally when it comes to hustle 
culture as a brand, what advice would you give someone? Proceed with caution, probably. I think enjoy those like motivating stories. Take from it what you want, but don't view it as a formula for success would be my suggestion. I like that. I don't think it's far off from where I am. I, I think if applied correctly that that brand of hustle that brand of give up a little bit of sleep you know whatever that is to apply to a goal that you really really want um is not misplaced but be careful who you idolize be careful who says it to you be careful buying wholeheartedly into it like Make your identity yours. Work is not your identity. What you do is not your identity. You are a a enormous basket of many things that makes up makes up who you are and what you do and how you are there. So applied correctly, I think is absolutely great. Applied inappropriately, you more than likely get set up for some disappointment because the outcomes don't line up. I like it. Yeah. Wise words. Wise <laughs> words from an elder millennial. From the elders. Come <laughs> come climb up to the shaman on the top of the mountain, ah. everyone. That's that was the that was the topic. I thought we landed where we were. Uh where I <laughs> buy into it a little bit more and, and you shun it a little bit more. Could you like feel my blood pressure rise the second you said hustle culture? I was like This is why Rachel I Hollis, I'm coming for you. This is why I couldn't even like allude <laughs> to the topic because I was like, Man, we're gonna get so many formed opinions from G just really strong ones though. Just like <laughs> just gun loaded. Like I had to I had to catch you like really off guard so that I got more of a genuine outcome. Well, you did a great job. <laughs> oh, thanks. And, and and thank you everyone else for listening. Uh, me personally, uh, and, and I'm sure Jeej would be interested too. Like, what is your viewpoint? Like, where do you, where do you land? Where do you sit? Is idolizing these people the, the right thing to like find the inspiration? Or is it we need to maybe protect our psyche from this brand? And truly, like we live in Utah. Utah is pretty heavy consumers of like self-helpy type things. A lot of entrepreneurialism here yeah. too, right? Yeah. So if you truly like our, our listener base is heavily Utah. So if you have someone that you have felt inspired by, we would love to hear this. We would love to hear all of your stories. We clearly are on d- different sides of this and we welcome the full spectrum of, of viewpoints and thoughts into this discussion. Where Please prove pe- me wrong. Tell me that yeah, <laughs> we, we are good genuine people out there. Like, Full transparency, no one talked to us about tattoos from the last episode. We'd still appreciate any tattoo stuff, but we just invite you all. We'd, we'd love to interact, right? I don't think there's a right or wrong outcome here. It's just a conversation. We'd love to interact with anyone who wants to. So where can people find us, Cheech? You can find us at Mind the Millennial Gap on Instagram, Mind the Millennial Gap on TikTok. Uh, please check that out for the cutest TikTok of Godiva and Chris. Godiva is podcat. Um, also Dave, also aka Dave. And Mind the Millennial Gap at gmail.com. Please send us an email. Wonderful. I know that we've, we've, uh, we missed Wedding Wednesday. Sorry. So side note, we'll try to do better on Wedding Wednesday. Um, 
outside too of that much wedding stuff got yeah if, if we if we miss on wedding wednesday please know we plan on sharing some of that journey just online with anyone and so mind the millennial cap uh our instagram more than likely we'll have little stories maybe a post or two uh for those of you who don't know Gigi and I will be getting married uh, the beginning of October uh, on the Gold Coast of Australia. And so we're, we're really Coast. excited about it. I'm sorry? Sunshine Coast. I'm sorry. A Coast. Sunshine. Relatively around the continent of Australia. <laughs> but we, we, we couldn't be more excited about that. And we'd love to just share a couple things. We want to keep a couple to ourselves, but a couple things we'd love to share with y'all. Absolutely. So anything to add, Gigi? No, this has been such a fun episode. Wonderful. Thank you for being exactly who you are. So I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you very much for coming to another episode. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye.